Hello and welcome to the podcast, It's the Love of God for Me, hosted by none other than Lenisha, a former non-believer turned into a believer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify for weekly mind-blowing interviews, actionable tips, powerful revelations, and spiritual strategies that will transform your lives daily. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump right into our daily dose of practical spiritual food. Dana, that works fine too. It's so okay. great to be here, Lanisha. Yes, welcome. Okay, so let me just call you Adena because I think that one is more easier than you know your yeah. last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so welcome. Welcome to our show, and we're so happy to have you with us today. We cannot wait to hear your testimony um, of the goodness of God in your life. And yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure and an honor to share my story. And, and it's always my prayer before I speak that someone will be touched, that that God's, you know, will whisper into their ear like he's whispered into mine. So thank you for having me and to have this opportunity to share. You are most welcome. And so I, I read your bio to the world, but I think you will do a better job than I did to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Dana Hamstrong? Well, you know, I always like to identify myself as a Christ follower. You know, I'm God is number one in my life and I'm on a mission to get God's word back into people's hands and hearts. So that's probably my number one identity right now. But I'm also a wife and a mother and a grandma. And, <laughs> you know, everything I do, though, I seek to please God. And that's been something that's really helped me in my life. And another fun fact, I live in Mexico. So I retired from everything I knew in the United States and moved to Mexico um, coming up on seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's interesting. Uh, what is it like living in Mexico? Well, where we're at, it's very peaceful and very beautiful, and the climate is to die for. I grew up in the Midwest, so I'm not, you know, I've got the background of ice and snow and everything that people have been living through for the last number of months going through winter, but we don't see snow here. We see 70s and 80s every day in sunshine, and it's beautiful. It's been a great place to really connect with God and really tap into what his purpose is for me. And that's that's what really gets me excited about each day. Mm -hmm. You know, Dana, one thing on my bucket list to do is to uh, travel around the world and get to know different culture, uh, cities, um, you know, just background and people. And I think uh, Mexico is one of the places that I'd, I'd love to visit. So hopefully when I get around to that, if the Lord's will and if he tarries coming, of course, um, and I get into your city, maybe you could show me around, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a lot to do here for sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hear you. I love the way you start um, introducing yourself. 
you said, I am a servant of the Lord, you know, and you mentioned that you love the Lord with all your heart. Um, tell us where it all started for you before you get to this place. What was yeah. your life like um, growing up as a child? Well, I was very blessed to have Christian parents. So, you know, as much as I didn't want to get out of bed on a Sunday morning, they were very insistent that church was an important part of our growing up. So I know a lot of women and even men that I've met in my life didn't have that gift of growing up in a Christian home. But that was always very important to me. It may have been in my teen years where I kind of pushed the limit a little bit and kind of tested the boundaries and I was a little bit of a wild child you might say but the seeds had been planted early and I'll be forever grateful to my parents for that and coming back in into the faith um, as a young adult then was was a turning point for me because I realized that something had been missing all of those years where I thought I could do it on my own and when when you have God there and you know he's been there all along but when you acknowledge him and and you work together you, you become a team that is unstoppable mm -hmm. right and um do you think that this is something that is missing from our generation today in the sense that you know you grew up with a foundation of God like myself I, I share my story in season one that I was raised in a Christian home myself so I know when you mentioned that on a Sunday morning you don't want to get up out of bed to go to church like I can definitely relate I remember yeah. those days were so um hard as a child yep. you know um seeing that we had to go to school throughout the week so we don't get to sleep in bed late throughout the week anyways right and then on saturdays you have to get up and do chores and on sundays it's church so it's it's just always not back then wasn't a good feeling but you were raised that way and that became your foundation do you think that's something that's missing from our generation today where the parents are not um, sending their children out to church even if they don't want to go because there were times I didn't want to go to church no no I mean my grandma didn't want to go to church but she ensured that we went regardless you know right, right, right. so do you think that's something that's missing today I, I think when you look around and see some of the things that are happening in our society today I would have to say by all means it's missing um, or if they're going to church it's not sinking in or the message is so diluted and i think that's a i think as a pastor's wife i've seen you know all kinds of things that way where you know the churches are struggling these days to attract people because they've 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 maybe gotten a bad reputation because not not that they should have but there's people in the world that would say that christians are bad and that christians aren't what they say they are in all of the things so churches a lot of times will water down the message even and so people that are going aren't necessarily hearing the true word of god mm -hmm. but i i know i was a children's ministry director for for years and now that i'm um a missionary working with children 
at an orphanage, it's so important to give them that foundation and finding ways for kids to be attracted to the gospel and to understand that Jesus loves them no matter what. That's a message that I totally think that all children need to hear. Yes, indeed. I completely agree with you on that, of course. Um, yeah, and you touch on so many things that is so important, you know. Um, but I would say one thing you touch on that stood out to me the most was the fact that, you know, the word is being diluted to the point where it's not sustainable enough for people to hear it, you know. Mm-hmm because we are compromising we are sometimes it's hard to to speak to the church in general because you get this feeling like don't judge the church you know kind of thing but the truth is Paul tells us to judge amongst ourselves you know um, it's best we judge amongst ourselves than to have God to judge us you know what I'm saying so um yeah i do see that too as i observe that there is a lot of i don't know i always say take me back to the old time religion exactly yeah Yeah, because the old time religion people preach the word irrespective of who's offended who is you know just preach on diluted word nowadays we find it that it's more about uh, getting the people to like me or getting yes. the bench to be filled with people or yes yes you know getting more tides and it's not really about god and i do think that the spirit of the lord is grieving but we're going to talk some more about that as we go on into the interview because as a pastor wife i really do think that um the lord intentionally directs you to this podcast so you can be a voice even to the church in the sense that from the position in which you stand, you know, you can be able to uh, speak from the heart of the Lord based on things you have observed and how the church can really um, pull pull out of certain things. But again, we're going to get into that in just a minute. All right. um, so, yeah, you said you, you were raised in church. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, was, was your what were your life like when you were going to school? Did you straight away from that foundation that you knew at home? I did a little bit my early yep and my first husband was actually um, someone that kind of pulled me in into a unhealthy dysfunctional direction and thankfully with God's help and some Christian you know friends I was able to to walk away from that abusive relationship and return to the church that was one of the first things that I did was pack up the kids and get back to church so it the world is is very enticing and there's a lot of good stuff happening in the world that isn't bad but it's just not focused on God and it separates us and those things are so easily so easy to fall into those traps when you're not surrounding yourself with other you know Christian believers that's what you're going to find in a church I know a lot of our friends have said, oh, I don't need a church. You know, I've, I've got God. I know who God is and I read the Bible or whatever, whatever. And there's something about the community of a church 
that helps everyone get stronger. And I, I feel that that's important. And that's a piece that's missing for a lot of people that they don't know what they're missing when they don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, being from the outside looking and it felt like I, I thought church was boring before I gave my life to Christ. I thought that, you know, like what was the big deal? But, you know, the Bible says that um, the spirit search all things. So the truth is, without the spirit of Christ, you will not be able to understand the things of the spirit. That's right. You know, you will you will just be mere men or carnal carnal minded because you, you do not have the spirit of Christ in you that will cause you to see from the spirit perspective. So um, I think that really is the reason for that. So you were in this abusive um, marriage and you walked away from that. Um, then you reclaim back your life. To uh, can you can you share with us if you're comfortable to do so? Some of the things that you were experiencing in that season of your life um, that makes that that caused you to get to that place to say this is not this is not the marriage that God ordained for me. And I'm I'm asking you this question because maybe there's someone that's listening right now and they probably are in that same situation that you uh, were able to come out of by the grace of God. Because I am, I'm really a firm believer there. We we're in the body of Christ and we have different uh, beliefs and different uh, revelations of scriptures and different understanding, but I'm a firm belief that um, there's some marriages God definitely did not ordain and we chose it on our own. Um, so I want you to just tell us some of the things that you experienced in that season of your life that caused you to say, if I stay here, I am going to die spiritually and any other area in my life. Well, you know, there, there are, are several things I can share and I'd be happy to. I, I have worked, you know, through all of this in recovery actually we one of the things we did in several of the churches that we were serving was to start a recovery ministry and having walked away from an abusive relationship i was a broken person you know i i had been i had been beaten i had watched my children be beaten i knew that that was not behavior of a holy man you know the man is supposed to be the head of the house and he is supposed to direct and you know the bible says we are to you know submit and to have reverence for our for the men you know our husbands um but that was a that was something that my first husband twisted he took god's word but he twisted it and he made me submit to him and his desires not to him and the desires of god and so there was a lot of um, confusion, I think, in my in my life at that time, feeling that the words that were coming out of my husband's mouth, I should be, you know, respecting, but I could not. Um, he was of he was um, a very controlling person, and he had me really believing that I I was worthless and had no value at all and that I had no 
common sense. I could not think. I, I mean, I think a lot of women that are battered go through, have those same feelings um, of, of feeling worthless, of not being good enough. And I took a lot of that away from that marriage. And it took me a long time to rebuild myself and my character to the place where I could say, I am a child of God. I am the daughter of a king and he loves me and he does not make mistakes, you know, but it took a lot. It took a lot. That journey was not an easy one to go through. And I've walked with, with women through that very same journey of their own. And it's, it's an honor and a privilege each time when I can help them recapture the, the, the intention that God has for them. You know, God always wants the best for his children. And I know I'm, I'm going around and around in many, many, many circles here, but I know that through it all, I knew that what was happening to me was not godly. And all of the extramarital affairs that my husband was having and encouraging um, me to accept that that was just not right. And that bringing another person into our home another one of his lovers around our children, I thought that is just not right. So my spirit was at war and I knew that what was happening in my life was not good for me or my children. And that was when I reached that point where I was like, this cannot go on. I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent next month. I don't know this. I don't know what my future holds, but I know I'm going to trust God and he's going to help me. And sure enough, it was, it was like, I can't, I mean, it's been almost 30 years now, but it's almost like yesterday when you think of, of that relief, when you can finally become the person God meant you to be and not be controlled by another human being. It was, it was freedom I had never experienced. Well, I hadn't experienced since I was a child, I should say. And nobody should ever have to go through what you went through especially by the hands of someone that is supposed to, you know, protect you. you, supposed right? to love you, you know, supposed to nurture you. I mean, no one is supposed to go through that. Um, and I, I, if there's anyone that's listening today in on the show and you are in a relationship or a marriage where you are being physically and verbally abused um, by your spouse or your partner. I I want you to know that, of course, you might believe that this is the end. You probably lost all hope and you're just going with the flow. But just know that if you search the scriptures, if you if you can read and you read the word of God, you will see that that's not what God has promised. Um, There are persons who said that, um, you know, God is not for divorce. And um, this is a principle that a lot of churches hold. And of course they go by scriptures that talks about um, when Paul wrote to the church um, and, and talked to the church about not getting divorced if they're married or even if they get a divorce, they should not um, 
you know, remarry. Right. And, and I, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But oftentimes I wonder, I will tell you this, Dana, I, I kind of, I kind of try to stay in the word of God and what God says. And I really do not, at the end of the day, I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. I mean, the Holy Spirit will have the final say at all times. Um, because sometimes when I read the word of God and I hear um, the views or persons breaking down certain scriptures, I really have to think and wonder. Because what do you tell a woman who is in a marriage that she is being physical, physically and um, emotionally and verbally and mentally being abused? You will tell her God does not like divorce. So what should she do in that case? And if she's separated from her husband, um, now you mentioned that your husband also brought another woman, another woman or other women around the mm-hmm. children. So mm-hmm. that is adultery, right? Right, right. And that's adultery on his end. Yes. I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because there's some um, that might listen to today's EP who have a different understanding or a different belief of scriptures, and they probably will say, "Well." Paul said that if you're separated from your husband, you should never remarry or God does not like divorce. What did you understood by the spirit of the Lord as you go through that season of your life? Because it's your season, it's your journey, it's your life, right? right. Tell right. me what did you learn from the Holy Spirit um, that gave you the courage to up and out of that situation? I know you said, you know, you read the word and you saw that you were a daughter of God but I hope you understand my context of my question right I do in fact you know I was in that abusive relationship for 15 <coughs> years and I was in that for 15 years only because I I was not I knew how God felt about divorce and I I took a vow to that man and so I was afraid to divorce I was afraid of of making God angry with me. Um, it was a struggle, and I didn't know how to handle that. I think it was during um, I went through a it was like a support group. It was called Divorce Care. It was something they offered at our church, and I really felt like there was a turning point there because we really dug into those scriptures. And I, to this day, do believe God does not want, you know, divorce. He does not like that. But he also does not intend for his children to be abused and treated the way, you know, we've described here um, either. And for me to serve him, I was not going to be able to serve him in that position, in that, in that frame of mind, the way I'd been broken down and he i needed to release myself from that relationship from that that vow so that i could serve him the way he wanted me to serve him and i talked with you know my my husband now my my pastor husband because he had been divorced and i i needed to figure out how to how do we reconcile this with god i just don't get it 
And even to this day, I know until you know I meet my creator someday, that's a that's a huge question I have. You know, what is you know what does that really mean? How does how does that break down? How do we apply that to our world today? Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to the the heart. It comes down to how how are we re- responding to God? We certainly want to be um, obedient. We want to follow His word. But what happens when somebody else doesn't? And and it affects us. And that's how I was seeing the situation with my first husband was I was wanting to be in God's will, but he he wasn't or he had his own take on things and he was causing me to not be there. He was causing me to stumble and that's not what God wants his children to do. He wants us to build each other up. He wants us to to encourage each other one another and it I am to the place now in my life and I was you know for years now where yes I I I confessed my sinful behavior I confessed that I wasn't able to stay in that marriage I mean there's it's a conversation you have to have and a personal conversation you have to have with God and i just came to have this peace the holy spirit just filled me that's what happened to me everybody's got a different story but i came to a place where i had complete peace and assurance that god loved me and he'd forgiven me and it was time to move on and serve him and when he put my husband david my current husband and the love of my life in my life all of the doors opened it it has been a beautiful a beautiful relationship our families blended together like they like none other i mean it's been a happily ever after one that i never imagined when i was walking through that those 15 years of abuse so i don't know that i answered your question but i know how it it came to me and it it resolved in my own heart that God had forgiven me. You know, yes, you did answer uh, the question that I asked. Um, and as you were speaking, the, 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 the scripture popped up before me. And I think um, the Holy Spirit is the one that's bringing this before me. Uh, the scripture that talks about um, that woman that was about to be stoned uh, mm-hmm. because she was caught in the act of... Um, adultery and you know what in that moment when the people said stone that woman what did christ said christ said he that is without any sin cast the first stone and he said to her woman look up who's there to accuse you i don't know if that can resonate with you i'm not calling you um you know i'm not saying that you are that woman but just your your experience i want you to know that only god is your judge and only god can judge you because it it boils down to the it boils down um to the end it all comes down to the heart and the relationship that we have with god and that's that's in my 
honest opinion. I know, I know we, um, we read the word and I will, I will never be the one to say when the word says thou shall not, we go around it and you know, I will never be, but the truth is we all at some point have fallen short of the glory of God. It might not be in this way, but it's in another way. And I think this is where grace steps in. I really honestly believe that we underestimate the grace of God. I think we underestimate the blood of Jesus Christ and what that is for us. The yes. Bible says when we are in our weakness, he is made strong. And so sometimes I, when I'm in any kind of situation where I don't know, you know, God, as you said before, you wanted to know, how does this fall in place? I always go back to who I was and how God pulled me up out of that. And I said, God, well, if you have started this work in me, my confidence in you is that you will finish it. Yep. You will finish it. And so I want you to know there's no judgment here, at least not for me and not on this um, this platform. It's a safe place. I am looking for guests who are transparent and open and, you know, is willing to share their story because I'm telling you, Dana, there's so many women that are currently in the church. I mean, in general, but in the church that is silently suffering, yes. silently dying because of, uh, you know, condemnation or you know, the fear of what people might say or the church might think. But at the end of the day, it boils down to our relationship with God. God said, come, let me reason. Though the situation is this, I can make it this. This is what the word of the Lord says. And I know that he says that in heaven is without, um, you know, uh, uh, liars and thieves and etc but at the end of the day it's like Lord this is my case and you are the Lord over my life and I'm going to have to just trust you with where you're taking me I'm glad that you came out of that marriage mm -hmm. I'm absolutely glad that you did not stay there and die all in the name of a vow for better or for worse because I, when God says worse, I definitely didn't. Don't I don't think He meant abuse. Worse. I don't either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, He said the husband ought to love the wife as Christ loved the church, and yeah. and gave his body or his life for the church. And if we have, we're not seeing that in our life, then we want to really evaluate our our, our 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 situation whether it of God or it was ordained by God in the first place exactly. so thank you for being vulnerable and share that that with us um, and so yeah so you get out of that marriage um, you surround yourself or the Lord I believe not you but the Lord sent you people that mm -hmm. would be that support system to you um, was there any point that you thought um, I can't do this like I don't did you feel like God abandoned you? Never. Um, did you lose Never. your faith in God? Never. In <laughs> fact, my faith was stronger and continue. I mean, even today, I mean, every, every trial I've been through 
has always made me stronger on the other side. There's always been something that I've learned or taken away. You know, I'll, I'll search for that sometimes. Like, okay, God, why am I going through this right now? Um, and then, then it'll it'll come to me. Oh, I'm learning this. Or boy, I I made that friend. Or I'm able to help this person. There's, God never wastes a hurt. Never ever. We used to say that in recovery. He will take every every trial, every time we stumble, and he will turn into something beautiful. And I feel like my life has just blossomed since I made that decision all those years ago. I I love your spirit. <laughs> I love your spirit. Um, it's been a while. I hear someone say, "Through it all, I held my faith in God." Um, there was never a time where I doubt doubt the Lord or um, thought he had left me. I, I really love your spirit and I, I pray that um, you know someone is encouraged by what you just said, you know. Um, so yeah, and so moving on to surrounding yourself with uh, friends and people that could pull you out of that situation. Um, and then you said you went to, you know, you go through this process of recovery. And I know that must be hard for, at the time, for your children. How were you still able to show up as a mother, um, having, you know, you know, having all that hurt yourself and trying to navigate through that and then having the children to be a full-time mom too? Well, it was, it was hard as I think back. But at the same time, I was oh, I was in this season of a rediscovery of myself and a strength that I didn't know I had. And each day, God was there. And you know, you'd have to ask the kids. But looking back, I think they had me full time. They had me paying attention to them like none other. I wasn't having to walk on eggshells anymore. I wasn't having to make sure that my my husband was had everything he needed. The kids were my focus. And I think that was the best thing that could have happened is that we just really bonded in that time. They didn't have to, they weren't in fear for their lives either. We, we were, it was like we were in this utopia of peace. Even though there was all this craziness and everything was unsure, how are we going to pay rent? All of those things. We had each other and God really healed us. I really, I really feel. And I know the kids have really had a hard time, um, not from the divorce or not from that, but just understanding that their father, the, you know, the father that they, they wish they had was not the father they had. That was the hard part. Even as adults for them, they've never, they don't even have a relationship with him today. And that's been, you know, 30 years ago. Well, not quite 30, but coming up on that. So um, I do thank God every day for bringing my husband David into our lives because he was the ultimate man. He, He was a man of God. He loved them. He didn't judge them. And he let them be who they were so he embraced them and gave them the father figure that they craved and so in our situation it was a super happy ending 
I always like to listen to people's story because my reason for always, you know, listening, I try to listen because when I listen, I get to learn, you know, from people's perspective and, um, you know, their, their experiences in general, you know, there's always so much to learn. Um, and I think what I'm learning from your experience with your past um, is that we want to be careful. To those who are listening today, you might be um, a Christian, you're in church, um, but you're not married and you're so eager to get married or you think that, um, you know, all your peers around you are getting married. So I want to get married too. Um, you know, you know that, that rush, um, or I wouldn't say rush, but that that feeling of, okay, I give my life to Christ now. I'm walking with the Lord. The next step is marriage, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, please learn something from Dana Life today. It's, it's, and it's really an area I do feel as well, um, Dana, that I'm called to teach. I'm not released to do it yet. Um, the Lord has not released me to really go in depth and to teach um, on this area. But I know that he will. And when he does, I believe that so many will be delivered. Like I, I do believe many that will hear your story today will, you know, start experience that deliverance as well. Because I want the body, especially the body of Christ, and, and I'm not saying that there are not women out there outside of the body of Christ that's not going through this. But I am being specific with the body of Christ. Why? Because we are the light of the world. Anywhere that the world will know Christ, it's in us. Mm -hmm. It's through us. And so we have to be um, healed. We have to be restored. We have to be able to function the way God has called us to function, that the world may see that great light in us and glorify the Lord in heaven. Yes. And so um, if, if, if we are not made whole and we're not healed and we're not restored, how can we go out there to speak into someone else's life that is in the same state that we are? Right. Right. And so young women, young men, or any age, you're, you, you're going to get married or you're considering getting married because you think it's really the thing to do, um, you know, being a Christian or following the Lord. Please, I'm encouraging you, um, ensure that your partner love the Lord, thy God, with all of their heart, their mind, and their strength. Not just in the name of I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. but they love the Lord with their all because if not I'm telling you your story might end up like Dana who had this experience you know and 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 so you don't want that you heard the things that she explained that she she has been through you don't want to end up getting in a situation that um, will take you out of God's perfect will um, Dana, I don't know if you, if you have ever thought about this, um, knowing the fact that you have experienced this, 
do you think that because I do, I do. Uh, do you think that there are many Christians who lost their way on this path, probably currently in hell right now as we speak, because they could not break. They 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 never got to this place where they were able to break free, and as a result, they strayed away from their faith. They lost all hope in God. I mean, they died spiritually and maybe time ran out on them and they lost their soul. Like, what do you think about that? Well, I hate to think about that because it is a, it's, it's very, very possible. It's very, very possible. And, um, but that's why we have podcasts like you have podcasts and why there are ministries in place for women and men. You know, sometimes the men are the ones that are on the receiving end of the abuse. You can't forget that either. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's why we need to, we need to be vigilant. We need to help our brothers and sisters stand strong and be strong and know that the, that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that can live in us. I think when we wrap our heads around that, we start to feel a bit invincible. And sometimes that's exactly what we need to have the, the, the hope and the courage to step out when we don't feel strong on our own. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I don't, I don't, I hate to think of the people that have not clung to Jesus in times of trouble. Yeah. And- <laughs> this this journey is so hard you know it, it's 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 a hard journey to go um it's really not it's really not for the faint in heart i'm just thinking that yeah it isn't and you know peter reminds us of it i'm walking through the book of peter first peter right now on my blog and and paul i mean they and jesus he said it's not going to be easy guys and it's true it's not easy but it is so worth it. And I, and I don't know that people, if, if when the going gets rough, not everybody can, can keep going. Although they just need to tap into that spirit and, and the Holy Spirit will keep us connected. I'm a firm believer of that. It's, it's our flesh that's weak. And when we give into our flesh, then all sorts of evil can get in. Amen. I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, and, and you know, this is where you come in. You are definitely helping the body of Christ today because you are not just the body of Christ, but women and men in general who are experiencing situations like this that, you know, they are suffering in silence, like I said, because of many reasons. I think the main reason is about the stigma that comes with this. Um, but I always, I always say, listen, it is God who called us and it's God who saved us. Um, at the end of the day, it was Christ who went to the cross for you and for me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we have to just build that relationship with the Lord and let him be the, the headship and lead our lives. We can't really um, just allow fear and stigma and, and condemnation, all that stuff to really... causes to miss uh, the love and the grace that God has given to us through his son. Amen. 
I, amen. And I think God wants us to wrestle with those things. I mean, they exist. The stigmas do exist and all of the things that are going to hold us back and keep us hopeless. But God wants us to wrestle with those things and talk to him about them. You know, our prayers don't have to always be a laundry list of, you know, I want this or heal this person or whatever. Talk with God like you would talk to a friend. So if any of anyone's listening and they're having a problem with, with that, talk to God. Tell him you are having these questions, these concerns. You know, people are saying this and what do I do about that? And then just be quiet and be listening because you're going to get your answer. Mm -hmm. God will reveal himself maybe through the word of a friend. Maybe, maybe you'll feel like you need to read your Bible and you'll, you'll find your answer there. It's, it's amazing when we, we just talk to God. And we're open and we listen. So many times we just say our prayers and then we're done. We don't take that extra time to be still in his presence and acknowledge that he is going to answer us. Yes, yes. Um, That's something that the Lord has been really uh, dealing with me on lately that, yes, I do pray and spend time praying, but I also need to spend time tarrying to hear what he will say. Um, so for me, this is confirmation. Um, Dana, I'm just going to give you the floor and I want for you to just um, say whatever, you know, is on your heart to say whatever you came here to say. I'm just going to give you that opportunity to just dive into that. And also, as you touch on what's on your heart, um, I want you to also use this opportunity to just uh, encourage women or men that are currently suffering um, in, in in the previous situation that you mentioned, um, whether in or outside of the church. And um, there's something else I want you to do for me as well, or for us, is that I want for you to, from a pastor's wife perspective, based on your observation in the church, what are some of your encouragement um, in ways that we can do better when it comes to the things of God. So, so I want you to touch on what's in your heart first, and then we can do the um, the part, uh, the message to the church afterwards, as it relates to you being a pastor, wife, and your observation. Okay. I suppose what's on my heart, and it's it's been a revelation for me over the last number of years. Um, is how relevant God's word is. And, you know, he's put me on this mission. You know, I I can remember a night probably three, four years ago, I wish I had written down the date when I, I audibly heard God responding to me, you know, and to my prayers, what Lord do you want me to do? I'm retired, I'm in Mexico. What is it that you have for me? And the message I heard was, I want you to write for me. I didn't, I've been writing my devotional blog and that was in part because of a life coach I had at one point who said, well, what is, what is it in missing in your life? And I'm missing time with God. And I feel like as a pastor's wife to admit that that was kind of crazy, but I was doing all of the things I was on the committees. I was, you know, 
playing the piano at church, leading worship, teaching Sunday school, all of those things. But my own quiet time with God was what was missing. And I wanted that so bad. And so she said, well, how would it be, what would it take for you to do that? Do you need to set your alarm earlier in the morning or what? And I'm like, it's already 5 a.m. No, <laughs> I don't want it any earlier. But I started journaling. That was my answer, was to journal. And because I love to write ever since I was a little kid. And so that's back, you know, 15 years ago. And then here's God three years ago telling me you're going to write for me. So that was confirmation that my blog was exactly what I should be doing. And we started publishing um, books at that time based on a book of the Bible so that people could get the word of God back into their hands and hearts. And I did it in short little snippets so that nobody could say, well, I'm too busy for God. Because that was my struggle as a you know, pastor's wife was I was always so busy. I didn't have time for God. And we should never, never give God our leftovers. He should always have our first, um, first fruits. And so the word of God, I've over this last couple years, I've gotten the whole New Testament published almost. And it it's every day a gift to open God's word. And I have like a surprise every day because his word speaks to us new each day. I can take a passage and I'm sure you have that experience too, where you've read something many, many times and then you read it another today, let's say, and it, and you're like, that's in the Bible. I didn't know God said that. There's revelations all the time where God will speak to you through his word and the things we see in the Old Testament, I've had so many people say, oh, that's that's history. That's old, that's old history. But if you read it carefully, it's exactly the sort of thing that's happening in our world today. We're still as sinful as those people were back then when they had turned their backs on God. So I love bringing the New and Old Testament alive for people so that they can reconnect with God and I feel like now I'm perfectly in the alignment that God had intended for me all along. And when you get there, if you're not there yet, you'll get there, I promise. But when you get there, you'll know. And it's like there's nothing else in the world you'd rather be doing than that. And so I don't know what that is for you or for your listeners. You know, maybe you're still trying to discover what is that that God wants me for do, to do? But that's what's on my heart because that's my goal and the mission he's put me on is to help others get in alignment with God and to get back into his words so that his, it's not just in our hands, it's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, what I what I love about what God is doing on this platform, I, I he's always sending um, people my way that I can relate to and that people that for some reason, whenever I hear, um, you know, you know, their stories or something, they might say that they had an experience with the Lord. I go, ah, that sounds familiar, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just know that God, God is really, God is definitely the, 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 the mastermind behind this podcast. You know, I, I remember 
just being there myself and saying, God, okay, uh, what did you call me to do? Mm-hmm. And then I felt led to go into fasting and I I went into a 21 day fasting and I was just hungry to know my purpose. Um, and then I, I was expecting, because it was a 21 day fast, so I was expecting some kind of glorious vision or, you know, some kind of prophetic word, you know, something uh-huh. that's a big bang to say, okay, yes, God, I got my answer. But yeah. I got my answer so simple and so, so simple, like the most simple format that you can think of. Um, and I believe the Lord was saying to me, uh, it would have, you would have gotten your answer the way you were expecting to get them if your attitude in approaching the fast was right because my attitude was god i'm sacrificing 21 days so i know that you're gonna show up in a, um in, in this way you know yeah. and that's really not the right attitude of course because we we don't want to give god the impression like this god the sacrifices the sacrifices that i'm making is worth anything that you would do for me because really and truly there's nothing we can do to receive favors from the lord you know what i'm saying so I, um, I, I, when I say there's nothing we can do to receive favor from the Lord, I mean, you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, we cannot put, um, how can I put it? A demand on God. Like, okay, God, I'm giving you this. So you must give me this. It's not like that because God will always just give according to his will for our lives. But yeah, I found out my purpose, um, long story short in the most simple format and i remember one night i was sitting down on my sofa and um after i discovered that i was called to teach um the the mind and the heart of god i i didn't even know where to start i thought okay where do i start god where do i start um and yeah weeks later i was sitting there on my sofa and the lord spoke to my heart and he said you're gonna start a podcast and at the time i had no idea what podcast was and maybe my my listeners they're kind of like oh my god here she go again explain <laughs> to us for the thousand time about this miraculous event but for me it, it's just so divine because yes i never even understood the whole podcast and what that was about i had no idea how that works when the That's Lord so brought cool. that to me, you know, so I, I understand what you're saying, you know, when, when you, you said, okay, God, I'm retired. What can I do? And the Lord said, write for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah. So, so tell us now, um, as we wrap up, we're about to wrap up in a few minutes, but from a pastor's perspective, a pastor's wife's uh, perspective, that is, what are some of your observation in the church, um, that you think uh, maybe if God should come right now, I don't think we'll be ready. You know, what are some of your observation and, and how can we, what do you think um, the Lord is saying in this hour to the church um, to help us to get ready uh, for his return? Well, I really feel like we need to get back into the word and I know I was always, I always appreciated that about my husband because he always preached the Bible and he didn't water it down and he ruffled feathers 
And I was thankful for that because we've been to plenty of churches. We talked about that before that watered down the gospel just to make everybody happy and feel included. But I think as a pastor's wife, what I, I've seen over the years, and it didn't matter what church we served in, there was always the handful of people that were like Martha that did all the work, right? While there's all the other, the other people that either didn't serve or just really enjoyed and worshiped like Mary. So I'm just using that example, but I know there are so many others in the church that are just in the peripheral. They, they almost get lost in the shuffle. They're not serving on a committee or they're not, you know, bringing food for a funeral lunch or they're not on the quilters. I mean, there's people that are being missed, I feel. They might even show up on Sunday, every Sunday, but then they just go home. I always wonder, what is their faith life like? What, what, how do they talk to God? And I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this other than I feel like there's so many people in the church that aren't living out their purpose. Mm -hmm. And they're missing out on so much beauty in life. Now, the Bible tells us that we're just passing through, that we're aliens in this place, that God has something so much better for us. But why not enjoy and make the best of every moment that God's given us in this place as we're foreigners and, and serve his body and find ways to further the kingdom, to have more and more people there um, with him forever he jesus called us to make disciples and so i saw so many people in the church that i i wasn't sure how are they making disciples how are they living their faith Mm. and and what can i do about it you know i always felt pretty you know unseen i suppose or seen running around like a chicken with her head cut off every Sunday morning. I don't know, one or the other. But I really feel like there's a lot of people that are going to church that are just still missing out on the glorious life God has for them. Mm. That is a a very important um, point to touch on. Um, You said that you do believe that there's a lot of us that are not living our purpose in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, I would be lying if I don't admit that that's something that I've seen. I, I would be lying. And it's it's sad. You know, it's, it's sad because we are the Lord hence and his feet and his eyes and his ears physically here in this dimension. Yes. And um, it's very sad that the Lord cannot... Um, fully carry out his will through us the way he desired to. Um, I think a part of it is because we need more spiritual teachers, Mm -hmm. um, persons that really do have a relationship with the Lord. As you mentioned, your husband who preached the undiluted word and he's not afraid to ruffle feathers if he has to, he will preach the word. Yeah, I I think we need more of that, especially in the age that we live in now. I think 
um, the, the direction in which, uh, you know, I always say this, Dana, there is a church within the church. Mm-hmm. You're right. There is a church within the church. And no wonder why Christ said, um, uh, many will say on that day, Lord, and he will say, I don't know you, right. you know, or he would say to the, the, the one that have one talent who did nothing with a talent apart from me, mm-hmm. I don't know you, you know, because again, we see a movement where it's all about getting the people to like me, um, yes. getting, uh, checking the numbers, um, we're so fixed on getting the numbers within the church. We don't even, as long as we get them to come in and baptize and we have a member, mm-hmm. we don't even know what's going on after that. Are they dying spiritually? Do you know? Yes. Um, and, and, and then it's, it's up to each and every one of us as well. We can't just rely on the leaders only. Like the truth is we'll have to stand before the Lord on our own, you know, um, to to that's if we don't have Christ to really say yeah I know this one you know mm-hmm. we'll have to stand and give an account not our pastors will not be there to stand with us okay of course our pastors will have to give account but not who won't be standing with us when we are being we're, when we're standing before the Lord my point is we need to get outside of the four walls of the church too mm-hmm. um, while you were speaking on that the Lord was downloading something in my spirit and I could see where Christ in his time, he was, um, there was a time when the disciples couldn't cast out um, a demon yep. out or devils out of, uh, I think it was a little boy or girl. And the Lord was grieved in his spirit. He says, how long must I be with you? You know, you mm-hmm. little faith. You know, in other words, he was saying, you should have at this uh, stage where you are in following me, you should have known how to stand with authority you know um and you you have to believe that what you're saying is so um but then further in scriptures you see where when the lord sent them out they returned rejoicing Mm -hmm. and they said lord lord even the devils are subjected to your name you know and and what i was getting from the holy spirit while, while you were speaking that there's a time walking with the Lord. The Lord really expect us to be weaned from milk to mm-hmm. hot food. You know, right? First Corinthians chapter three talks about First uh, Corinthians um, chapter three. Yes, talks about when Paul rebuked the church of Corinth, and he says, "Listen, I can't even talk to you uh, mm-hmm. like like you are not babes in Christ because at this point, you you are still on milk." I can't, I can't even give you spiritual food, you know? Yeah. Because there's there's different growth in the spirit and we have to, um, as the Lord make us disciples, go eat out and also make disciples as well. And and this includes different ministries. It could simply do by giving, um, by showing services um, where we can, when we can, but walk in our purpose in the Lord. There's so much to talk about when it comes to the church. And I, I, I do would love to have you um, back on the show for this season. You are, I, I did say to one of my guests that, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I would want to invite guests that come on this season to come and do a part two. But 
I didn't want to, uh, you know, extend that because I, I didn't want to have to do it to almost every story yeah. that I hear or everyone that comes and really speak. But there's, because you are not just the fact that you're, you are a pastor wife, but you have spiritual eyes, you know, and you are seen in the spirit. I do think that you could be of great, great help to the body of Christ as you are already serving those who are around you. Um, I think I want to extend an invite, but we'll talk more in email. Okay. Um, I yeah, I want to extend an invite for you to come back and, and share with us part two. But from that place of, you know, your observation and, and some of the ways we can uh, change things, what are some of the things you really do think we need to really wake up and start doing? Because it, it makes no sense. We are in the church and we're not going to make it like it. Mm-hmm. One of my yeah. thing is I always say to the Lord, okay, God, when I was out there in Sendena, I was doing the most, okay? <laughs> I was doing the most. And I said, Lord, when I come to you, it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. I remember when I started out this podcast, there were so many um, respond that I was getting and, and a lot were positive, but there were also a lot of negative, even from the church. And there were some persons that think that, oh, you know, I don't think you should do this. Uh, you know, um, make, I remember one person said to me, be prepared. Uh, if you're going to step on certain territory, be prepared to deal with the warfare that comes with that. And I thought to myself, I was troubled in my spirit, not in fear, but I was shocked at, you know, mm-hmm. that this was oh, yeah. from the church because, yeah, I understand that you're saying that, you know, yes, warfare and all that. But the the word of God tells us yeah. that he has given us power, our authority over the powers of the enemy. We do not walk by fear or by sight. We walk by faith. I cannot allow fear of warfare or you know what others might think or say to stop me from giving glory to my father and i'm going to do what even i you know years after this i leave with the lord tari this podcast is here as a legacy children children will come and hear of the goodness of god i want to work for my father yes i know works will not get us in right dana but Right, right but still it's it's building up the body of Christ. Yes. And it's it's the tool God's using you to do. It's it's your gift. You know, you you have that listening gift. And what better the podcast is a perfect fit for your gifts. It's beautiful. I love it. And I tell you, Dana, that's why I don't even allow when it comes to this ministry, I, I give I allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do. And I follow his lead. I don't allow men to, you know, yeah. take to me what I should do and what I should not do. And who I should bring on the show and who I should not. I follow the Holy Spirit, you know, because this is his platform. He gets the glory. He gets the final say. He gets to lead whatever he chooses to do. He does it, you know, because at the end of the day, all the glory belongs to him. So I, 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 I know where you're coming from. 
and um, I, I, I post on my status the other day and I said if Paul was alive today he a lot of churches would be getting a lot of letters you know <laughs> oh, they would and they they wouldn't like Paul so much <laughs> no no they wouldn't they wouldn't because when I was reading in the book of first Corinthians chapter 3 I'm like okay Paul you say the thing as you see them you know yeah. he, he was not afraid of the spirit of offense but today we're seeing something completely different as i said before i i hope to god that he will give us the opportunity for you to come back with a part two and really talk to us um from that position that the lord has placed you as a pastor's wife um because i i do think that there's a lot that we can learn from from just even your observation and 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 what you think we can really do as children of the lord to get it right well god willing <laughs> i always love to be used by him so amen any final say before we go no i think we have talked about a lot there's a lot for everybody to be chewing on and reflecting on um i just think everybody needs to find their their purpose and whether they feel it's a big purpose or a little purpose, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We all have a purpose. And the body of Christ is better because of that. And stop focusing on what others are doing in the Lord. Yes. And, you know, find our purpose in the Lord and stop yes. saying, okay, this one God did not call to preach. And this one God did not call to teach. And women should not do this and men. We should um, ensure that we are doing what God has called us to do. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Dana. We talked about so many different nuggets today. Yeah, we did. We did. Or, or we chew on so many different nuggets today. Um, but I know there is something to learn from everything that we discussed. And I I hope that our listeners uh, were, the listeners were blessed today. Um Thank you so much for coming on the show and for being so open and transparent. And um, God bless you and your family. Continue to stand in the Lord. Um, continue to work for the Lord. Continue to speak from the heart of the Lord. And you know, God be with you always. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and the same blessings for you. Thank you. Guys, yes, I I know that today was a lengthy one, but hey, you know, when we go to talk about the things of God, we don't really put time on stuff um, because the truth is we spend a lot of time doing other things <laughs> that cannot edify our spirit, man. So um, where we see opportunity to really dive deep into the things of the Lord, we'll always take that. And as you hear from or heard from our guest today, Dana, whom is a pastor wife. By the way, Dana, you know, I wanted to ask you about, you know, a part of your bio, which I didn't really get to dive into because I was hoping you would. Um, You you talked about the fact that you have uh, discovered a formula to help busy entrepreneurs to have a perfect day every day. You want to touch a little bit on that? And also, I want you to leave with us where our listeners can find you in case they want to connect with you. Okay. Um, The plan formula could be for anybody. 
Um, and that's an acronym because I'm an acronym junkie. I love acronyms. But PLAN simply stands for the P for plan or perfect three things. So you're looking for three things you want to do each day, your performance of those. Um, the L is leisure. You need one thing of leisure at least every day and be intentional about that. Um, the A is for achievement. We always want to be learning or growing or being a better version of ourselves. So what is it that you want to do to be better? Do you want to learn a language? Do you want to um, read a book would fall into that category. Um, and the last one is to be neatly organized. And that's simply to um, find something in your environment that needs straightening out. Maybe it's a hall closet that's full of junk and you want to reorganize that. Or maybe it's the junk drawer in the kitchen and you want to go through that and find all the treasures there. But every day find something small to to organize because we always do better and are more efficient when we're in a environment that's organized that's just in a nutshell what the plan formula is all about and um, i do have a full teaching that i do on that and uh, can talk more about that at another time but to find me probably the best place is my devotional blog i write every day and that's b the word b e hyphen still.org. So be hyphen still.org. And I'm walking through the book of First Peter right now, but you can see when you get there all of the different Bible verses. If you want to search on one in particular and see what I had to say about that, that's great. Um, you can also, there's a link there to take you to my author page where all of the books that have been published are available and other ways, you know, that you can connect with me there on that website. Awesome. Awesome. And so guys, if you are into book readings, I mean, you like to read books a lot, definitely you can connect with Dana. Also, if you are an entrepreneur, there's so much you can learn for. I love this, uh, the, this uh, plan that you just, you just um, break down for us. And mm -hmm. I think it's something that not only, um, entrepreneurs can apply to right. their life, but also believers. I, I think this is a good uh, application. It is. it is, you know, especially for those people that want to say they're too busy. Well, this is a great way, you know, if you prioritize those things on the first part that, and one of them is reading your Bible, then that's something you're going to make a priority every day. Yes, which is which stand for P, right? Right, for priority or performance or plan. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff right there, guys. Good stuff. And so if you want to find Dana and to learn more about her and connect with her, I'll definitely leave the link in the description box below just in case you, you didn't catch when she uh, shared her blog site um, and ways in which you can connect with her. And that's just about it, guys. Thank you so much for allowing us in your space today. And we do hope that you were able to learn something um, and that your faith was really uh, empowered or strengthened um, as you would hear from the servant of the Lord. It's always a blessing for um, us to come and share the word of God with you and 
yeah, we're just out here telling the world about the love of God. I don't think we, I don't think we, we, we fully know. We don't know how much mm-hmm. God loves us, but this yes, is the reason why uh, you were saying something. I was going to say, we can't fathom that love. No, we can't at all. But this is why God has orchestrated platforms like this. And, um, you know, his servants position them, you know, just to share and to let you guys know that, hey, you too can discover God the way we have um, as well. So guys, until next time, may God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine down upon you. Uh, may he grant you grace in all of your ways. Remember, acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ and he shall direct your path. I love you, but God love you more. See you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you, Dana, for coming. All the best. Thank you. Three, two, and one. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs>